Wrestle Pals, your weekly-ish dose of dot 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 stupid. My name is Justin, and big weekend in wrestling. Uh, we had the Dynamite, which I did not watch. Um, full disclosure, and we had NXT Takeover Thirty, and we had SummerSlam. I do have to say, a really good weekend for the WWE. Uh, SummerSlam was terrific. Uh, easily their best in the COVID era. I know that that bar is pretty low, but when you deliver, you deliver. Uh, I really enjoyed the three mains. I, I enjoyed Asuka and Sasha a great deal. I really enjoyed Drew and Randy Orton. How about that? The good guy out wrestling the bad guy who has recently been calling himself the greatest wrestler ever after winning the greatest wrestling match ever. That's good times. That's that's I like it. I saw a lot of complaints about the uh, the finish, but I like it. I like it. And then the main event, Braun and Bray delivered. Um you know, it had its problems. Braun is still not my favorite in the ring. Uh, for the most part, good. Uh, there's a, there was a couple of moments that took me out of it. Uh, Braun had Bray on the mat, and he's missing punches. And I'm like, especially with the Fiend, man, you can't, you, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you, you just, you can't. Other than that, the physicality between the two, this was this was King Kong and Godzilla. It del- it delivered. It packed a punch. And it was exactly what it should be. Um, if you're putting the two up against each other and it's the fiend, then the fiend has to win. Um because he's now officially been let in. So he has to. Uh I don't I ha- I don't have a problem with Roman being back at all. Uh, actually, I'm pretty excited that he's back. And I'm even excited that he's back in that spot. And I'm even excited with the most of the how. Like him beating up Braun, him beating up the Fiend. The thing that worries me here is him grabbing the Universal Championship. Now, pre-COVID and pre-Goldberg, the collision course was the Fiend versus Roman. Uh but I do feel like Strowman in The Fiend, Strowman and Bray specifically, did a wonderful job of making making a, a mountain out of a molehill. Like, it, it, I mean, I know that it's, it's, that's not the, the, the words I'm looking for, but like they, they took something that I had no interest in, um, you know, except for like very base level. And... They managed to tell a, a very fun, cohesive three-month story. I think three months, about three-month story. I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, you had the one break there after, was it Money in the Bank, where they had their first match. It was Bray lost to Strowman. So then they uh, they went... They went a month, and then, yeah, because then there was Miz and Morrison two-on-one versus Strowman, and then Bray comes back uh, the next week on on SmackDown. 
I like the Thunderdome. I like it a lot. Uh, it's definitely an improvement. It's not perfect, obviously, but it's definitely an improvement over the NXT wrestlers. Uh, it it feels brighter. It doesn't f- it doesn't feel as jarring. Um, it takes me to where wrestling kind of used to take me as far as pre-COVID. Um, still, it doesn't matter how good the shows have been because Raw was a really good follow-up too. Uh, wrestling just isn't that thing for me right now. I you know I I'm enjoying it. I am watching it. Uh, oftentimes even going out of my way to watch it, but it still isn't that thing that I'm excited to do every week, which it hasn't been since February, the end of February, early March, like going into WrestleMania, I was pretty psyched. Uh, and then COVID happens and then just the excitement of just WrestleMania carried me into WrestleMania. And ever since, and it, I'm not one of those guys, as you guys know by now, oh, the booking, oh, this guy lost, oh, I'm not that guy. So that hasn't been the problem, it's been the lack of a crowd, it's been the rest of my life. Like, unfortunately, wrestling just cannot currently provide that escape. It's providing entertainment, but it's not providing escape. I hope that clarifies my, my stance on this. Um... I, I had a talk with a friend who's, well, why don't you watch AEW? And I'm like, here it is in a nutshell. Why am I going to put even more wrestling in my life when the wrestling that I have right now, it's the wrestling isn't the problem. I don't need more wrestling. I, if anything, I need less. I really should probably stop, stop watching at least one of the shows. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I have nothing against AEW. I really don't. I just, again, I, I lay this out here for anybody who's new to the show, especially now that it's kind of just audio for the time being. I have nothing against AEW. I gave it the one shot, the first show. They didn't grab me. Uh, it's my fault that I'm not, I haven't come back. But there's nothing there right now, anything that I've seen that goes, okay, I need... I need to start watching that. There's nothing. And um, they signed Eddie Kingston. So that's a step in the right direction. He might be. The only other guy I could think of is T- Tamatonga. So if Tonga ends up there, <laughs> uh, I definitely would have a hard time not making this, making, you know, watching. But for now... Wrestling in and of itself isn't providing the escape, so I don't want more of it in my life. Uh, so I'm not going to go out of my way to watch that. Let me uh, run down some of the other, you know, I'll write, run down the card and then maybe the uh, some of the, the actual results. Oh, cool. Internet not working on my phone. Word, which is always well, I I was very impressed with Bailey and Oscar. Um, they are talent. Bailey and Sasha are worth their weight in gold right now. It is like the one solid bright spot in the COVID era. And I know I've said that uh, Bailey losing the crowds is the best thing that's happened to Bailey. I just would like to reiterate that point. It's been tremendous for her. 
and uh, her character development in this time has been wonderful. And her and Sasha, Sha, bleh, 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 her and Sasha together have been magical. And I really enjoy the the matches that Sasha's turning out. Bailey's turning out a lot of great matches. Uh, them as a tag team turning out a lot of great matches. We're seeing a lot of matchups that, you know, I, I didn't think I'd ever see. EO versus Sasha a few months ago. Wonderful. Um, it's, you know, I'm hoping for a little bit more tag development. Although I am worried they're about to, they're going to drop the tag tag titles 100%. But I'm hoping that's more towards the end of the year. Uh, I'm hoping they have the balls to figure out how to get Sasha and Bailey to Mania. It's a long road from here, and they've been telling the story for a long time already. I think it's possible, and I think Sasha winning the Rumble is how you do it. Uh, so that way you're going into Mania, it's Sasha and Bailey. But how do you get there keeping the title on Bailey? You have to probably keep the tag titles on them at least for another month or two. Uh, and then that way Sasha can say, well, you know, I don't have any of these championships anymore. I need to win this Rumble. And then there you go. Uh, that's just, you know, armchair booking. <laughs> that's, but uh, they definitely need to, it seems, they because they've thrown together Baszler and Nia for next week for payback and this will be a fun match for sure but it seems like more of a vehicle to continue the Nia and Shayna feud with Asuka as the new Raw Women's Champion one of them is going to step into number uh, number one contender role you have for now we'll call them the Riot Squad it's what they're calling them on TV I know Liv had said on Raw Talk that she, that she doesn't think they should be called the Riot Squad. It should be something else. But nothing else has reached TV, so currently they are the Riot Squad. Uh, you have the, the reformation of the Riot Squad. You have Iconics. Um, and is that all the teams? I mean, that is kind of all the teams. You have Dana and Carmella aren't really doing anything. Carmella hasn't even been on television for months. Dana's kind of been sporadic. Uh, you've got a couple teams on. It looks like they're pairing together Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart. But I don't know that that'll be like a long-term team. Um, you have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. That could be, uh, they could they could uh, forge away as, as a tag team. I would like to see the, the women's tag division fill up a little bit more. Because um, I love that it's all brands. And I love that Sasha and Bailey are going, uh, you know, they're on all three. And I think that's a great way to get, you know, these women onto different shows and moving them around a lot more easy. Uh, I guess... My gank, my jank came up, so we'll just run down the card, and I'll I'll give kind of any thoughts that might be available. Apollo and MVP was the uh, the kickoff show. I was bummed that it was on the kickoff show because it's that's one of my f more favorite stories that's going on on Raw. Um, but there are so only so many spots on the card proper. Uh. Solid match here between Apollo and MVP. It continues on on Monday 
with an arm wrestling match. Not a fan, but whatever, whatever continues. As long as Apollo's still moving forward, uh, we have Apollo and Bobby Lashley coming up this Sunday at Backlash. I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop on Cedric. They're really pressing hard for looking at Cedric joining Hurt Business. Um, We haven't seen Cedric and Ricochet team in a while, but they're still presented as a team. So we'll see. Um, We'll see where that goes. Bailey and Asuka, we kind of already mentioned. Street Profits and uh, Garza and Andrade, nothing. I love the Street Profits. I really do. Uh, But the Raw Tag Division... I mean, unless we're just just kind of buffering the stats here, is completely stagnant. The titles, I, I wouldn't call them dead, uh, but they're not hotly contested either, if that makes sense. I feel like the, the Street Profits are good champions, but I feel like there's no one there to contend for them, which is bizarre because there's definitely teams there to contend for them. Uh you know, we'll see. We'll see where they go from there. Solid match between them. Um, Mandy Rose and Sony DeVille in a Loser Leaves WWE match. Um, typically in these, the uh, the good guy loses. And nothing different here. I assume there's something more in store. Because uh, Sony DeVille has been on fire. She has just been crushing it. Now, she had an incident um, outside of WWE, like a at-home thing happened. And guys, number one, I've seen this happen a lot. Um, my friend Nicole Savoy, she she received a letter at her sister's house or something. Um, and a couple other women uh, wrestlers have, have received mail at their houses from weirdos. Come on. Don't do that. I mean, if you insist on sending something, send it to the, you know, if it's a WWE performer, send it to the performance center, send it to the company so that it can be dispersed from there. Don't look up their addresses, man. That's creepy. That is just creepy. Uh, And then I guess this dude took it even further and showed up at Sonya's house. So yikes. That is super yikes. You know, I get it. You know, I, I I be love and live, but come on. If you think that I would find her address and send her something without asking even, nah. And if you think that I would just show up at her house, nah, man. I would never. I would never. That's just, that's next level creep. Um, so I don't know if that played into it because they did change the stip from hair versus hair to loser leaves WWE in a week um it would be a shame if sonya's done and it's because of that uh because like i said she has she was fast rising she was crushing it so i hope that's not it hopefully there's something more in store we will see i like mandy a lot uh but she still hasn't kind she she has the character but she still hasn't kind of come into her own so she has the character she has the finish she still has a couple pieces missing from her game. Uh, I never would have guessed either that I would have spent this much time on this match, but it was really good. Uh, Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio, uh, 
this was surprisingly good too. Uh, unfortunately, Dominic had to follow Pat McAfee, which we'll talk about in a second. Poor kid. Um, but this was a really good first match for Dominic Mysterio. Seth Rollins looks like a complete and utter jerk. Uh, again, no crowd here. Seth just taunting and taunting Ray. Uh, this has been a super long-range storytelling. And proud of Ray and Seth for going the, the extra mile and really trying to go the distance with this thing. Because it, it hasn't felt flat and it hasn't felt dead. Um, you know, it's not always my favorite segments, but it's rarely ever my least favorite either. So kudos to them for, for keeping this thing alive and, and not, not in a boring way. Uh, Seth Rollins gets the victory here. We talked about Sasha and Asuka. We talked about Drew and Randy Orton, and we talked about Fiend and Strowman. Um, if, if, shoot, if you're asking me what my favorite match was, it's probably Randy and Drew. Um, this was, this was kind of a coming out party for Drew. I mean, he's been great. He's been a great champion, but like thus far, even though he's been crushing it, it just felt like, um, I don't know. It just, it, this was a more definitive win than Kofi had over him last year at SummerSlam. And, uh, so like you, I feel better about Drew going forward, whereas, Unfortunately, at this point with Kofi, I feel like his championship reign was running out of steam and they were undoubtedly going to have him drop the title sooner rather than later. And lo and behold, <laughs> not but two months later, he gets crushed by Brock. Um, all right, let's move on over to TakeOver 30. Uh, Balor and Thatcher opened the show. And I, I missed the, pre, the kickoff or the pre-show. I don't know which they call it. I guess it's kickoff. And there was a um, number one contender match for the tag championships. And I think Brizongo won, but I didn't see it. So um, Balor and Thatcher. Uh, Balor gets the win here. And I think Thatcher's a character who is, he's pretty straightforward. And he's got his Thatcher's Thatch can segments. So like he can easily go to that. Balor needed a, a win to kind of start putting him back on the, on the upswing. Uh, so people can stay interested in, in him on NXT television. Do wonder if he's going to be the one to... We'll get to that. Because I'm curious to, to where uh, where NXT is going. Uh, so next we have the ladder match. Dream versus Reed versus Priest versus Gargano versus Grimes. And I'm going to briefly touch on, on Dream's situation here. Uh, firstly, the company has made a statement about it. Um, and I'd like to think they've found no credible evidence against him. That said, even if that's true, he shouldn't be on television. He really shouldn't. And while I won't join camp Fire Velveteen Dream, and I tend to believe those who come out um he shouldn't be on television and now when he shows up i i don't want to see him i just i don't want to see him and the more they're going to try to push this the more it's going to push me into team team fire De velveteen dream 
I just, I don't know, man. It's a real gross situation. Um, and I'd like to think that the company, if they found this to be true, would, would have fired them immediately. Uh, it's, you saw what they did with Enzo, so you would think, but it is WWE, unfortunately, that we're talking about. So, uh, Damian Priest gets the win, um, in a match that, that as good as it was, it couldn't hold my attention because every two seconds I'm thinking, I don't want to see Dream. I just, I don't want to see this guy. Um, but I'm excited to see what Damian Priest does as the North American champion because he's been easily one of my favorite characters since arriving. I think he was in one of the eight in the uh, the tournament last summer. And so he in a year, he's quickly become a favorite. Isaiah Sir, Swerve Scott being one of the others. <clears throat> Definitely want to see more of him. Uh, Cole versus McAfee. And I don't know what I expected. McAfee's an athlete. Sure, he was a punter, but he's still an athlete. Uh, so you know, the physicality was never really a question. And you have Adam Cole up against him. I don't know that I could use the adage of, oh, he could wrestle a broom. Um, Adam Cole is definitely like internet. Like, I like Cole. Uh, but him and Gargano, like they're you know, million finishes, million false finish type guys. They're ROH type guys. I don't have a problem with it, but I could see where somebody might, and I could see where somebody might not view him as a main event talent, uh, and not because of his size, really. But I, c- I could see where where somebody wouldn't wouldn't view him as main event talent. He's he might he might just be an NXT guy. Uh, I think the faction presents itself better as you know a quote unquote main roster as a Raw or SmackDown product. Uh, if they present themselves as a faction. Um, but I don't think... Adam Cole's the kind of guy that's got to grow on you. And you have to enjoy that match type. I do. I I can get into it. Some people can't. Uh, so Cole McAfee, astound. Like, that's the best way to put it. They astound. It ended up being a really great match. Pat McAfee had no business being as good as he was, and he was. And, again, poor Dominic Mysterio. Poor kid. Um, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Io rules. I, I, I love me some Io. I worry about her... This It's not quite... Bailey levels of NXT uh, women's NXT champion. Um, but she's definitely not, she's not on Asuka's level. Like as far as her presentation, um, like talent wise, there's no question, but like, it doesn't, I I'm trying to think of like, you know, maybe Ember moon, like a little bit more than transitional. Uh, I don't know who they're setting up to transition to, it, it doesn't feel clear uh, other than Rhea Ripley's destined to be a massive star. Uh, but it doesn't feel like they're pushing her back in that direction quite yet. Um, Tegan, maybe? I don't know. But we, we've, we've seen EO defend the title a lot, which is great. 
more EO matches. I'm with it. Uh, but it, she doesn't feel like the indestructible champion that Asuka was. She doesn't She doesn't feel like, uh, well, even Sasha wasn't champion for very long. Um, she definitely doesn't feel like Shayna, like it's, it is what it is, you know. Uh, she's a good champion. She's a fighting champion. I enjoy her as champion. She clearly deserves it because she is arguably the most talented woman wrestler in WWE so she deserves it and again she's having great matches I don't know what I want so like I don't know how I can what I can say that can kind of change my perception on this maybe just something a little bit more hotly contested maybe that's the problem it doesn't as as awesome as these matches are getting maybe they just don't feel hotly contested uh maybe that's what it is I don't know and then uh, Killer Cross and Keith Lee, Killer Cross, Carrying Cross, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and Keith Lee. Keith Lee says farewell to the NXT brand. I had a feeling that was coming because when he lost, uh, they put on a really good match here. Um, apparently, Cross got injured. It wasn't incredibly long. Uh, I didn't see it coming, um, but you had this. Like, who takes the L here? Keith Lee on fire is a great champion. Um, Cross needs big wins right now. You're building up, you're still building him up. Uh, I don't think you can put Cross in that situation unless you plan on having him win. And Keith Lee, sure enough, shows up on Raw two days later. So, in a big way, too. Uh, Keith Lee has it. Period. Um, he can easily be the next star for WWE. He has that crossover ability. He's smooth in the ring. He's smooth on the mic. Uh, he has DJ's attention. If if anybody's been listening long enough, my friend DJ basically doesn't watch NXT just but occasionally. And I guess he showed you know when he showed up on Survivor Series in the Rumble. But he he was texting me. Uh, how excited he, how geeked up he was about Lee and how he hopes they don't ruin him and that Keith Lee was his favorite in NXT, which mine too. <laughs> uh, so, so far so good. First night on Raw challenging Randy Orton. Hard to complain about that. Um, we got a long way to go. Weird change in the gear, weird change of the theme music. Again, I'm not the type to like take those things to heart. They can be changed and fixed. I don't understand why he changes theme music. Um, I guess I can see why you might change the gear. I don't get it. We'll see if course corrects itself. But that's the weekend again. Raw was Raw was solid. I enjoyed it. It was a three hour show. I enjoyed it. Uh, and it's rare. <laughs> that is rare in these times that I actually thoroughly enjoy Raw. There's been decent Raws, and I rarely... It's rare that I'm like, oh, this is garbage. Because I try not to be that guy. But, like, it was good. Um, I loved the, the saga developing between Drew and Randy. Um, I loved Keith Lee being the man who, who steps in and challenges Orton. And then now he's going on to payback to wrestle Orton. I dig it. Um, I want more from the tag division. I really want more from the tag division. Uh, you have 
Viking Raiders, but like they're pretty used pretty sparingly. And when they're used, they're showing up in Raw Underground, which is getting better. Um, the less they do it, the better. Like, I don't want to see long drawn out segments at Raw Underground. Give me a quick match. Uh, give me Shane jumping around like a like an idiot, and give me you know, give me development. And speaking of, you see development in the hurt business coming in there angry because Apollo got one over on them, and Bobby Lashley goes in and brutalizes a bunch of people, including Ziggler and including Cedric Alexander, setting an example. Are they going to keep brutalizing him? Is that the only way they're going to be able to get him to join the Hurt Business? Is that what we're telling here? Interesting uh, to find out. I don't know how often I'm going to do the show. And I don't know how long I'll talk when I do the show. Like I said, for now, this is what I'm going to do. Because right now it's just kind of reviews. I've got some things I need to get off the table before I can really take on the video project again or you know the, the video presentation of the show again and once i have that those other things kind of out of the way i can kind of go back to that and, and and try to get moving on that again we'll see because i like doing the live show it's a lot easier to get your feedback as opposed to just putting out the audio um i like the audio but when it's going to be just like this audio is the way to go uh, but if you're wherever you're listening to this, please subscribe, rate, comment, um, or best way to help word of mouth, share and let somebody know that you enjoy this program, uh, share a link. Um, and that's how that's how we can start growing together. And please consider joining the discord. Um, I'll share out the, the link again, but like we'll have some wrestle chats in, in there and Maybe some wrestle parties and watch parties and stuff coming down the pike. Good place to find it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what was the, what was the sound? Oh, yeah. Goddamn wrestle pals. Mm-hmm.